What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. Hello, and welcome, everybody, to another podcast of Becoming Kings. Uh, if you don't recognize my voice, um, <laughs> because I'm not Johnny King, uh, I am Dan Miners, and I am here to post and flip the script a little bit here for y'all and interview Johnny on um, what's showing up in his world currently. And uh, the big topic, of course, is his new book that just got released. And Wanted to go and uh, dive in a little bit and then talk to you about, um, uh, you know, this this beautiful piece of uh, work that I have in my hand holding this. Piece of art. Yeah, man, it's beautiful. And uh, want to know more about it. I think it's one thing um, to share with everybody what um, a little bit about your journey to put this together. Uh, what, <clears throat> uh, what blood, sweat, and tears that <laughs> you had to, to go through in order to put this in black and white. And, yeah. And um, yeah, just uh, this is a tell-all. Tell-all. This is like this is like the Bachelor uh, tell-all after the season, where all the good stuff comes out. You know, that's right. And then you and I start to fight. You know, and call each other names. That's what I'm really excited about right now. That's right. So we're not fighting over a woman <laughs> or any roses. But we're, uh, yeah. Uh, all we're fighting is over maybe uh, how many copies you're selling. Uh, yeah, so as of today. Damn straight. Uh, uh, are you a number one on Amazon or what? Is this is what I hear. Is this uh, it's all relative, right? Yeah. I'm number, I, well, I don't even, I haven't looked in the last 24 hours. I was number one in my category. That's great, man. Bestseller. Yeah. Well, first so. and foremost, congratulations. Gracias. Yeah. That's amazing. Gracias. Yeah. Muchas gracias. Yeah. So um, to dive in, I guess my first question, I'm looking at this book and uh, Becoming Kings and it has a kind of a, uh, postscript of the modern man's path to being powerful, purpose-driven, and fulfilled in the world that has taught you not to be. Yeah. Whew. There's a lot to unpack in there, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I thought this would be good, too, because people keep asking me the same question. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to have Dan, my roommate, interview me. And since I'm often talking about you or your dog in the background as he plays with my dog. Mm -hmm thought this would be perfect. So maybe we'll uh, answer some questions that people keep asking me over social media or in person. But yeah, there's a lot to unpack there for sure. I mean, we could talk about the the, the title, the, the subtitle, the insignia on the front. There's so many things there. So many things. Well, yeah. the thing that I'm curious about, I'm wondering if you're getting on uh, questions through social media. Yeah. This really pops out of me, you know, um, a world that has taught us not to be fulfilled and there's and then of course we're we're in an age at a time where there's a lot going on you know how it, i mean we've talked about this so many times right but how we were raised to not feel you know and so much even of the movies that we like to watch so much of it is like suck it up there's no emotion you got to just like 
pick your guts up and and keep on moving forward. I think you even see that at like one point on that first like D-Day scene of Saving Private Ryan when guys are literally picking their guts up and like trying to push it back in their stomach because they just keep moving forward. And I think some of that is like that's obviously in those situations you you kind of have to, you know. Uh, and I think with with the masculine, both uh, expressed by men and women, I feel like there's times when, yes, getting emotional, getting into our feelings does actually prevent us from moving forward. Mm. So I think for guys who are very utilitarian, very much focused on their utility in life, and I think a lot of us do, and I can speak for myself, the younger version of me really did focus on like, what am I well, let's not even be honest. Like, uh, not just the you know, my current version of myself still focus on what am I able to provide? I've yeah. been in relationships where it's just so much about provide, provide, provide. How what are you going to provide us? You know, I'm like, right. fuck, it's a lot of pressure. You know, mm -hmm. so I think that's uh, that's part of it. Where like, we don't really care if you're fulfilled. Just provide, right. provide, maybe monetarily. You know, provide safety, protect us. You know. Um, and there's parts of that that I love in being a man, right? But then yeah. there's also parts of it where like, well, and I was just talking with a couple other buddies over lunch. It's like, shit, we can blink. And next thing you know, we'll find we'll find ourselves being 75 years old, yeah. having had our life pass us by without any sense of fulfillment, just trudging away on on stuff. So that's a little bit of what I allude to in that subtitle, you know? Yeah, and I'm sure there's the divulging of of that in, in your story and in your book. And um, maybe what was, uh, what was a, a time or the time where maybe your shell cracked and then you, it was, when was it, when was it enough for you to say, Hey, you know what? There's, there's emotion under here. There's, mm -hmm. there's uh, I'm not fulfilled. There, there's something, there's something gotta be greater, something bigger. Uh, what was, what was that call to action? Well, you know, it was interesting. I mean, there's plenty of, instances and sure. I, don't, I don't know if i've even told you this story hmm. but the first uh and i talk about this in the book uh almost like in one of the first chapters i talk about like three different bombs yeah. <laughs> that uh that hit my life yeah the call to adventure page 34 bomb one was my mom passing away hmm. so i talk about this like royal one two three punch <laughs> that catapulted my life into another whole level it was First one was my mom passing away. Second one was my dad coming out that he was gay. And the third one was, was, was my uh, ex-wife asking for a divorce. But that very first one, and I don't even talk about it that much in the book. So it's just like, yep, that sucked. Right. The first major rec record scratch was my mom passing away. And even though I know, knew she was sick, even though I knew it was getting worse, um, even the week before she passed away, my dad told me like, you know what, Johnny? Like, I think it's better that you don't see her. And I'm really grateful he he said, to, I'm going to get to answer your question, but I'm really glad he said that because I think even the, the mental images that I captured of my mom being sick, you know, I don't think about that as much, but for the first couple of years after she passed away, I, I, that's all I could think about was her suffering mm. really, you know, like really struggling. Yeah. So I didn't actually see her. I saw her once uh, when I went over to, to say hi to her, but she was asleep and I woke her up at, you know, which probably wasn't a good thing because she wasn't sleeping a whole lot at that point. And she was like, oh, honey, I, you know, I just fallen asleep. If you don't mind, come back later. I was like, all right, that's like the last time I talked to her. Uh, she passed away a couple of days later. But uh, ultimately she passed away. 
uh, on a Sunday afternoon, I was on my way over to see her when my dad called me and, and said, you know, your mom's no longer breathing, which is kind of a weird, day, weird way to phrase it. Right. And, yeah. I'm, and I kind of went into panic mode. I was like, well, someone help her breathe. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I was 26. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So relatively new out of college and um, struggling to find my way already a little bit. And that said, I was like, he's like, come on home. Everyone's coming home. You know, we're all going to be together tonight. Yeah. And I just went numb. So that was Sunday. Well, we didn't have the service for her until the following Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I didn't cry in terms of the entire week. I just, I went numb. Mm-hmm. And which is interesting, you know, because I was extremely close with my mom. And I had also, it, it just was coincidental. I'd already decided to leave my job that I was at, which was this startup venture. Um, and it was going belly up. And so mm-hmm. I saw the writing on the wall. And that was tough because my mom was dying. And this business that I was super excited about was also dying. So Friday was my last day. Saturday, no. So Friday was, oh gosh, that's right. So Friday was my last day. I took a half a day. And then in the afternoon was my mom's funeral. Wow. So talk about an emotional day, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my, my coworker, Wes, who's an awesome dude, gave me great advice. He just said, this is going to be hard, but whatever you do, don't pass up the opportunity to honor your mom. Get up and say whatever comes to your mind, yeah. comes from the heart. And I had prepared something on, on paper, but I don't even remember. And so the funny thing was I was totally numb. We're sitting in the front row of this you know, church, wherever we were. It's like, I don't remember those details. And literally the first, like, key that was played on the organ mm-hmm. it just cracked me open wow. <laughs> i just started bawling like i have like i was five years old again right and yeah. just floodgates just and i could not and it, was, and it was the messy kind you know snot and people couldn't give me enough tissues and of course that had a chain reaction on some of my siblings sure. they're all trying to keep their shit together because yeah. because as i was raised in in uh, christian science we were always taught to not be not to allow the, the physical realm, the physical appearance of things like um, to impress us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a lot of that in my like religious culture was like, don't let this human experience impress us, you know, because we know that life is everlasting. Life continues. So even though mom quote unquote passed away from this experience, her life is still going on. So we don't need to be sad about it. Right. We just need to, this is more of a, a celebration of life. Right. I was so sad. Yeah. So. <clears throat> it seems to like, it almost wants to, it seems to dismiss your process of that. Completely. Right. That's what I've now truly appreciate. Yeah. Right. And a big part, I think, of, of why my mom's healing didn't come metaphysically mm-hmm. was because of serious shit that happened as a result of the second bomb yeah. <laughs> of my dad being gay yeah. that she didn't ever acknowledge she she probably only acknowledged they talked about it one time they knew about it both right. of them in their relation and their marriage but no one else knew about it so wow. talk about a major elephant in the room that i think could potentially who knows but could have created something in her physical experience with, with resentment or animosity or sure yeah so anyway so i'm crying mm-hmm. we started going down the row you know my dad kind of opens things up and then my sister's my oldest sister stands up gives 
you know, I, I can't even remember what she says or anyone says because because I was just looking through tears and snot and you know, just full on crying. My brother goes, my older brother, then it's me, but they skip me because they look at me like, oh, he's in no shape, you know. And I was no, yeah, I was still like, I couldn't even catch my breath. I was just bawling, 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 all this emotion. Then my little brother goes, my little sister goes, because there's five of us. She gets choked up a bit. She she cries a little bit, which she was the first sibling to show any real emotion. And then just as my dad is about to go up and like close things out, the, the advice I remember from my buddy earlier that morning, yeah. don't miss this opportunity to honor my mom. Right. So I was like, no, 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 the, you know, hold up. Let me, let me. So I gathered myself enough to like be able to see the stairs yeah. and get up there. And I think I pulled out a piece of paper that I had prepared, but I didn't, I couldn't even read it through my tears, you know? Yeah. And then I just immediately started crying again. You know, I get choked up with thinking about it right now, even, but I like talked about how oh, just amazing of a woman she was, you know? Right. Um, and what was interesting, I felt shame about it because I wasn't kept together like the rest of my family members. I didn't, you know, show how much dominion, you know, I was expressing over this scenario. I was a complete yeah. hot mess completely, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. but I learned one of the bigger lessons that day that will always keep along with me. And that is literally for years i think even i think the last person that said something to me about it was two years after the fact mm -hmm. and they they said um i cannot tell you how grateful i am for your share at your mom's funeral because all of us who all love your mom wanted to mourn to grieve and yet then we saw her her actual children up there with their shit together giving really nice eloquent speeches you know mm -hmm. and we thought if they're not crying why would we you know right. she's like as soon as you cracked open the entire, there wasn't a single dry eye mm. in the place you know yeah and uh it made me think of what i heard tony robbins talk about which is like true vulnerability is power yeah to show that vulnerability and transparency and now that's all we kind of live right yeah. and the work that both of us do but that was the first real real cracking open yeah you know and quite a lot of, of repression and everything else that I've continued to do over the years, even since my mom's passing, you know, yeah. it's hard for me and I think hard for guys to really connect with that. And if my buddy hadn't have given me permission or really encouraged me, yeah. I probably would have regretted not saying something. Yeah, I was just thinking that it's like the big word permission. And I wonder how many um, men specifically, because what we're talking about the target focus and when we, have that ability to stand in our vulnerability to, to speak whatever we need to good bad ugly cry yeah. you know yeah. and then how that can be that, that opening of a door mm. giving permission for others to be like oh wow okay mm -hmm. like i've been feeling this too mm -hmm. you know and it's like it's that allowance and like even i'm waiting on the, the back of the cover it's just um you know idea of experiencing the emotions of anger and frustration and loneliness um, being isolated. Yeah. And like how many of us go through that where we look at others, you know, hey, dad's not crying or little bro's got it together. Yeah. Um, or guys they, on, you know, on movies, they don't cry. Yeah. They just suck it up. Yeah. Suck it up. We're growing up, you know, we're, you know, buddies are, we're, we're 
going through elementary school or in the play playground and we're, you know, we get hurt and we're not crying. Or, yeah. So it's just, it's so interesting. And I, I wonder, um, unpacking this book of, of sharing your personal experience, uh, how this could you know, lead and inspire other men to give them permission mm. uh, to see, you know, hey, like I got a similar story. Yeah. Or I remember when this happened yeah. and I just totally shut down. Well, and I also think too, even putting the book out, is just a huge um, win for me too, because it's almost like, I mean, yes, I hope I've written a good book, but I, I can't, it's like almost, I can't see the force from the trees. I, it, I, I've been working on it so long. And I was talking to someone else earlier today about it. It's like, I remember in high school and college, I would study for a test so much cramming. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I take it and then I'm like, I don't know if I aced it or if I failed it. And sometimes I literally would bomb. I'm like, oh shit. And other times I'm like, I get a you know, B plus or an A or whatever. I'm like, oh shit, that's amazing. I had no idea where I sat because I just was so filled with information. I didn't, I lost context of what I was really looking at, you right. know, but I, why I feel like it's such a win for me and why I hope it'll encourage other guys is because of course we all struggle with not feeling enough. Mm -hmm. I've only really been in the men's space for a couple of years. I coached women for eight years prior to that, mm -hmm. right? Granted, I'm a man. So I should be able to have some sense of opinion, but a big part of this book for me symbolizes, I mean, so much of what I went through, some of those dark, dark months last year. I mean, I gave up writing it for six months, eight months. I just stopped writing. I was like, fuck it. It's a piece of shit. Yeah. What do I know about being a man or becoming Kings or, you know? And so a big part of it for me, again, putting it out is like, I look at other men who are doing, who are men's coaches and are in the world, like, they're more articulate they have a great idea of what their men's philosophy is and mm. i don't know that was a big part of writing the book for me was you know flushing that out yeah. but i kind of was i was scared to put that out there because i'm like i don't even know if this is going to resonate with anyone yeah. but it might as well just well, put I, it out there I, like I, whatever just said that that's so many of us um i know for myself included you know the if it's not perfect or if it doesn't look a certain way it's not worth putting out there yeah you know yeah if it's um maybe another time or when i'm ready there's yeah. always the excuse right yeah so i think to to push through that that bubble yeah. just to you know hey six month hiatus hey, at least you <laughs> you got it done right? yeah yeah exactly, yeah. And, exactly. And, and, and in that you know it's, it's this idea of um you know we're not perfect we are who we are we're a culmination of our experiences right yeah. personally and yeah and for those that are listening i just wondered how you know, hearing that and, and understanding if somebody's out there right now and they're, they're hearing us talk and they're looking for an outlet and looking for something to, yeah. and man, how do I step into my masculine? How, how am I to become a better man? Like, mm -hmm. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. What What is maybe the one key point and one thing you'd really love to share and, and let your listeners know that um, through your story and what you're putting down in this book, that you really um, want them to, to know, understand. Maybe it's exactly what we're talking about. I mean, it's at least relevant in my thought, which is, and, and, I, and I quote him in my, in my book, someone who's been <laughs> more instrumental in my life than I thought he would ever be, my buddy Lewis House. Um, he's you know, got a very big podcast. He's got the School of Greatness book and his Masks of Masculinity book. And you know, I went to high school and college with him, but. I remember when I was in college with him, the dude could hardly read in college. We're reading out loud. Mm -hmm. The dude could hardly read, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, he's dyslexic. Of all people, 
right? But it's so cliche. <laughs> of all people who you would think like, oh, he'll be successful, Lewis was not high on the list, right? Yeah. But Lewis is, um, for all intents and purposes, you know, in terms of, <laughs> in many ways, has become very successful by his mid-30s, you know, mid to late 30s now, just because of the fact he, he moved through that fear of not being enough and didn't care. And he just got stuff done, got it out there, didn't have to be perfect. He just, so he's honestly a big part of what inspired me just to get shit done. Yeah. And I always think like, dude, like what would Lewis do? He wouldn't, he just would go. Yeah. He would figure it out on his way. And, and I've seen my dad do it. I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs do it. That is ultimately how we, we learned how to ride a bike or learn English when we were little or learn to tie a, you know, our shoes. And we forget that, right? Yeah. It's, so that's more of what I hope this inspires. Even if the, if the book is shit, it's like, well, he wrote a book. He at least had an idea. He started it. He finished it. He put it out. Cool. Maybe my next book will actually be the really good one. You know, who knows? Maybe this is the really good one. Hey man, who knows? This just came out. <laughs> I'm just saying, and I'm not poo-pooing this book. Yeah. I'm just saying, I almost don't care. Right. Maybe I should. And maybe this is like a defense mechanism. I almost don't care because it's more in... I'm more seeing it as just the process of just taking action and putting my words out there. And, you know, I'm more happy with who I've become as a result of some of the really, really dark places that this and my, my previous relationship and all the stuff over this past and COVID yeah. has taken me yeah. necessary than the actual output of that. I really truly hope that this inspires people, but that's to answer your question. That's what I hope men would really see is that, better to really focus on not so much what we're acquiring rather and and more of who we are becoming yeah and that's what i think is the whole becoming kings part is like dude it doesn't matter if you have a lamborghini or you don't like are you are you happy are you proud with who you're showing up as a good father you a good friend you you know it's like so we're i mean we're we talk a lot about just being integrity yeah you know, and we high, and we have high standards for who we surround ourselves with, you know, and people who don't have great integrity or, you know, um, we're always challenging each other, right. And our friend groups to, to raise our, I think that's a big part of like raising your standards is one of the common themes throughout the book. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And what I'm also hearing in that is when you put something out there, whether it's a book, uh, a piece of art, uh, yourself to a woman, if you're yeah. approaching, uh, yeah. You know, you're in the dating Take that scene, risk, right? Yep. So it's that risk. And, and what I'm hearing is not so much, not, maybe not caring as much, but what about like not being attached to the outcome? Yes. Right. And yes. I think it's just surrendering to what it is. So like you say, you put this out here, you put your heart and your soul into this, um, a lot of, you know, vulnerability into what you experience, mm-hmm. you know, through mm-hmm. your entire life. Mm-hmm. And path. So mm-hmm. I mean, all you can do, right, is just kind of chalk it up and yeah. say, yes. you know, hey, this is me. And for, for better or worse, ugly cry again and, and all things. There's there's nothing you can control in that. Right. Right. And right. I think that's like such a powerful message for all these guys listening to. And it's just, you know, hey, it, it, again, it's not perfect. Yeah. You know, it never will be. And you just show up as yourself. Yeah. And and just surrender. Yeah. And say, hey, yeah. Hope for the best. Yeah. And and then and value the feedback I get, whether yeah. it's positive or constructive yeah but you're right being unattached well one thing i like is uh there's a, a photo in one of here <laughs> one of these pages and i, I actually kind of cracked up um, um and with respect to, to your buddy scott and yeah. you know, i know that there's a big part of the first part of the book and your story with uh yeah. a, a brother passing 
Um, but, but Scott is in the gray hat and pants, and it's a black and white photo. So. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that is gray, isn't it? Yeah, it's gray. <laughs> and uh, gratefully, no one else has the combination True. of hat and pants. Otherwise, you might think that Greg, my other buddy there, is is Scott, but he's not wearing a hat. Yeah, that, so, that, that is, that and is I'm wearing black, a hat. That's a black hat, right there. Black hat, yeah. and I don't have pants on. You, go. you know, well, I so, mean, they're half pants. Just so for you listeners, yeah. he's actually wearing pants or shorts. Yeah. Um, standing on top of Grace Peaks um, without yeah. pants. I mean, that would be definitely, um, yeah, quite a quite a cool thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Of course, when I was writing it, it's in color. Yeah. But that's that'll be the next version. That'll be the platinum yeah. version. There you go. Be in, all the, the hard the hardback. Yeah, the hardback. I'll right? be in color. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for, thanks for bringing it up. Thankfully, that didn't. Thankfully, it's not three dudes all in a hat and pants. Yeah, and it'd be really confusing. Oh man, that would have—you just would have burst my bubble. I would have had to take it back to ship all of them back, recall. Yeah. How all did I get past editing? <clears throat> I don't know. That's me. <laughs> That's my own editing. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, any uh, any last uh, comment as we kind of putting uh, putting yourself out there? No, man. I think. Uh, Again, if again, if it, if it if I can have it my way, I just hope it inspires guys to, you know, like I said, be vulnerable, be coachable, aka, don't be like overly egotistical, you know, thinking something has to be a certain way. Take action, yeah. you know, aka, also be vulnerable, take risks, and just it doesn't have to be perfect. Just yeah. move forward. I think if 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 you could take that approach towards, let's say, your marriage or your relationship, you know, or your relationship with your kids or, you know, your business, like, man, whatever it is, that's, that's the scariest area, right, of improving, whether have that, having that conversation with your boss, or having a conversation with your spouse or your significant other or your kids or, like, that's what we ultimately have to step into. Yeah. And the more we do that you do, it becomes easier and easier. Like we're working on the gym and the stuff that we're doing now mm -hmm. could not even have thought of doing back in January, no. right? So the strength comes just through repetition. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where ultimately you, you, you reign, if you will, over your various kingdoms. Cause I talk about three different kingdoms in that book that you mm -hmm. want to like kingdoms of personal mastery, life mm -hmm. mastery to reign over those requires that type of repetition and just letting go of that, uh, that belief that you're not good enough or, you know, that people can laugh at you, you know, you have to be willing to step in. And then next thing you know, I think hopefully when we are in our sixties and seventies, we'll be like, we're, we're living as Kings, you know, that's right. Uh, and hopefully we're laughing at ourselves. <laughs> oh, we will. I know I will. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, great. Well, you guys heard it here. Um, and go ahead and take, take a risk and go purchase this book. <laughs> take a big risk. Take a big risk. Uh, it's available on uh, Amazon. It was Amazon Kindle. Yeah, it's on Amazon Kindle. You can pretty much just go to Becoming Kings book, becomingkingsbook.com or go to johnnyking.com and you'll find the link to, to Amazon where you can buy it in paperback or in digital. And some guys, a lot of guys have been saying, hey, you're going to get this out on Audible and maybe you could be your voice maybe maybe i'll do it in a british accent that would be i'm really not quite cheeky that. yeah quite cheeky yes. yes yeah yeah but thanks right. for doing this dude hey you're welcome and congratulations again and uh for all you guys listening again 
uh, book is available uh, the website becomingkingsbook.com or go to johnnyking.com or becomingkings.com how many yeah. websites you got these days so many websites so many websites yeah um but you know thank you for our listening and again for those who want to uh drop into their their masculine and understand more of the the modern man's path to becoming powerful purpose-driven and fulfilled in a world that has taught you not to be Ooh. if that doesn't catch you i don't know what way. <laughs> So, wrong, get it and um wrong get it yeah get it and yeah. all not only the book just life yeah take risk. whatever that is you want go and get it that's right thanks dude that's appreciate right. Welcome, you brother thanks guys for listening guys we'll uh we'll catch up with you guys on the next episode later peace that's it for this one and i want to thank you for listening hey if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.